You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's President's Day, Yoim <laughs> Sheini, this must be Rizcho Del Isa. I'm Aprom Kipolevich, and I have the great schus uh, due to the fact that uh, Rabbi Belchafer's uh, other job has allowed him a day off, along with many, many other uh, yeshiva high schools and schools, uh, to come to you a little bit later in the week. And uh, Rabbi Yosef, uh, you know, there's so much going on. Uh, clearly, we have Purim happening. Uh, I know that uh, perhaps we should do a, a Purim show. But I think I think all our shows are basically a Purim show. I don't know if we can. I don't. I don't think that it would make sense for us to do a uh, a satire program because I think the whole program is somewhat satirical. But uh, I'm up for it if you want to. If we could, uh, I'm not sure how it would be. I'm not sure how we could make it more ridiculous. Than Next it week is. would be a poor program, not this week. Yes, but we'll have to think about how a program that's inherently a poor program. How could it become? Right, maybe we should be starkly serious. Um, I did, by the way, hear about. Um, uh, you know, I have a, a nephew who's one of the uh, on the forefront of Jewish podcasts, uh, Ari Koretsky, Rabbi Ari Koretsky, who does Jews You Should Know. And uh, people are c- clamoring to get into to be interviewed by him. And he told me that there is a, uh, a podcast and I heard about it from my good friend Rabbi Katz as well called Svarim Chatter. Have you heard about Svarim Chatter, a young fellow in Lakewood who every week. Uh, so I said to him, he said, the man is an Eloy. He's brilliant. He's great. But it's not as half as entertaining or a third of entertaining as what you do. We might we might not have the brilliance or the facts right, but hopefully we do get it in an entertaining fashion. And as to sort of like preface what I want, you know, we were talking about alternate histories. Um, and we were sort of entrenched, I guess, in the in the 20th century, right? We we did the uh, Shimon Shkop, Revel Khan and Wasserman. Uh, the altar of Navardic, uh, things that were close to um, World War II and a little bit afterwards. Why don't we uh, push back a little bit? Uh, push back to something that I never really allowed you to to, to get your complete uh, take on. Uh, let's go back to the Machlikas, Hasidim, and Masnagdim. I mentioned here on this program that there should be a new examination of the Alta Rebbe. Um, and there is, uh, I don't know how, if the Lubavitchers subscribe that it's true, but there is, I found in a number of places, the idea that the Alter Rebbe, uh, as a young man, considered, he had heard about the Goyen of Vilna, he had considered, I mentioned this right before we started podcasting today, making a pilgrimage, as it would be, using that Christian term, uh, to the Goyen. And the other option, of course, was to go to this other uh, uh, very, uh, uh, I guess, austere and brilliant mystic, Rabdev Bear of Mizrich. And he sort of was deciding where to go. And he said, I decided to go to the Magid of Mizrich because the Goin would have been my Rebbe in learning. But I needed a Rebbe for davening. I needed a Rebbe in learning I think I could do. But davening is something I felt I needed to know. And from there, it was sealed that the Alter Rebbe went to the Magid, 
and from there, of course, uh, the, the, he met the other Talmidim of the Magid, including the Menachem Mendel Vitebsk, and through his connection with the Magid and his Talmidim, he eventually, through an interesting thing of history, becomes the leader of this vibrant, incredible chassidus uh, known uh, eventually as Lubavitch Rechabad. Let's say the, the Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe, would have actually decided to go to the Goyim. His Avas would have led him to the Goyim. Right? Now, we know at that point the Goyim was still basically a private citizen in Vilna, but who would have arrived at his door? Not Rav Chaim and Rav Zelmula, who were coming for their you know, monthly visits or whatever it was to, to be Nena or Rabbi Strolf Sklover, who was going to write the notes on Mishle or whatever it was, or obviously Rab Nosson or some of the other uh, Menachem Mendel Sklover, it would be Rav Schneer Zalman. And this incredibly brilliant man, a number of years the Goins Jr., would have been entered into the Goins uh, Rishus, so to speak. How could that dynamic, do you think, would have changed things, if at all? What do you say? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know what the author's personality would have been if it had been a Litvak. I assume it had been like any of most other Litvaks. It had been like maybe Rukhain Velozhner and had a similar impact to Rukhain Velozhner because obviously there were similarities between the Tani Nefeshkan, which probably would have been much more pronounced if they were the same of the same uh, Mahalach. And uh, we would have had Perhaps Liadi, Yojna, wherever wherever we've been, which would have been a rival to Volozhin in an earlier stage. That probably would have been what happened as a result. So he would have started a yeshiva, you think? That the same way Rav Chaim felt as the Goins Yoyrish, I'm going to start a yeshiva? Perhaps the Alter Rebbe would have elbowed out any significance of Rav Chaim because he was clearly the superior uh, mind. There's no question about it. Really? Uh, more, I, I, I don't know how you measure that. I measure it by reading their works. I measure it by reading their svarim and reading wow. the Nefesh Shachayim and, and wow. reading the Tshuvas Chut HaMeshulish. Okay. I named my son after Reb Chaim Veloshner. I wasn't aware that we're in the presence of somebody who can rate Reb Chaim Veloshner and the Alta You rate everybody all the time. You are constantly... Yes, you do. Sorry, kiddo. This is you, not me. You're the kiddo. Who is greater? Okay. The Rambam, Rambam or the Ramban? Who is greater? The Rashma or the Rifa? Okay. The Ramban was the greater Talmudist than the Ramban. The Ramban, the, the wow. Ramban I, I'm ready to rate them. I live with them, okay? You're a phony. I'm saying you you rate them all the time. You I, I was your Khavrusa. I know the Rishon. Uh, <laughs> I know I know the Rishon. Oh, oh my friend. Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't try and hide behind me. I don't do such rating. Okay, now we have a fascinating... Your, your, your podcast personality doesn't, but you're, I learned with you, Bechavrusa. I know the story no, no, you no, like no, to learn. No, no, no. Let's hear these new... These are very new vistas of thought here. Okay, let's... let's, so, let's new so vistas of thought for anybody who's Shakua in most of their lives. Rav Sadigon, who is bigger? Rav Sadigon or who? Rav Haigon. Look, Rav Gon's literary output is, 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 is dwarfs anything. And what We have chuvas from Rav Hai. And those truvas are crucial in terms of how they, uh, how we use them in halacha. But Rav Sadi was uh, was a ish kolba, ish ishkolias. Uh, in terms of payet, in terms of mikra, Sadia was a, was was an evilly off the charts. Sadia wins hands down as far as that. You are Levi or the Karim? 
Rabbi Levi or, or, or Rabbi Yosef Albo? <laughs> Come on. Rabbi Yosef Albo is, is a plotter. Rabbi Yosef Albo is a plotter who, who puts things together and, and, and is convoluted. Rabbi Yudal Levi is a, is, 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 is a python, is, is a master craftsman, is, a, is, is an incredible... Uh, come on, look at his poetry. Look, look, look at the Kuzari. Kuzari is, 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 is brilliant. Every single line is, is steeped with a brilliant buildup. You know, he, he's Alfred Hitchcock and, and Mark Twain and Nathaniel Hawthorne, uh, you know, Melville, all wrapped into one. I mean, he's got, he's got it all. He's literary and he's off the chart. The writer of the Rifa. Okay, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Two different powers. The Ron is obviously the intellectual, gene, the, the, the muscle man in terms of his, his ability to, to think and, and get to the core of something. The Ritva is much better in terms of co- collating uh, all the different sources. Uh, and therefore, he, he's a better Parshan than the Ron. But the Ron, once he gets going, gives you Yosoidus Gedolius that you're not going to find in the Ritva. What? The mirror of Vitsala. Okay, so both of them are big Malachtim, and they live in different tkufas altogether, you know. Mm-hmm. But, then, right, but they're both very much into to Likud. Uh, Rabbitsal Ashkenazi is, a, is obviously much, subsumes himself much more. Rabbitsal Ashkenazi, again, I don't even think the, the two aren't, again, I know you're shooting from the hip, but those two, you know. That, that, they're both Malachtim. You just uh, say yourself. Yeah, but that's a very superficial thing. The Meiri was trying, in a way, to them. And again, there's two Meiris, by the way, and and there's the Meiri of the Beis Abchira, and there's the Meiri of Chedusha Meiri. So the Meiri of 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 the um, the Chedusha Meiri uh, really saw himself copying or mimicking what was the Mahalach of the Rashba and the other Rishonim that were writing uh, what they call novella on on Shas. So. They were, um, you know, it basically does it in a standard way. The Beisab Chira is really attempting a new literary format where he specifically is being somewhat anonymous in terms of who these opinions are and trying to give certain overviews and things like that. Rabbi Ashkenazi doesn't even try to do that. Rabbi Ashkenazi says, I have the schluss of living a long life and I have access to all these books and swarm and people don't. So what I'm going to do is write them without much, yeah, once in a while he'll go, again, in Suvis, he sort of lost his, his editor, his editing capabilities and decided to really just put every little gillion you can find, plus his own like sort of like long-winded, uh, you know, long-winded explanations and, and, and horrors, which basically make things confusing, stuff the Miri does not do. So Rabbi Tal has contributed more in terms of saving Kisveyad than otherwise would have been lost. Eventually, many of them were discovered, and then he becomes just a curiosity and just a footnote afterwards. The Aushich or the Radvaz? Well, the Radvaz is... Okay, look, again, you're talking about apples and oranges here. Okay, it's all great. Okay, so you, you're you finding like this one superficial connection that they were all musmach from, from in, in, by my one of my heroes based on the, my Ribe Rav's uh, smicha. So you're right, they, they did make it there. You know I'm a big fan of the Ribe Rav. I think, you once, I think you once said that, that I, I spoke so passionately of the Ribe Rav because I felt a spiritual affinity uh, to somebody who was going to buck the whole system. Of course, that was me 45 years ago, but not today. Um, so yes, look, the Radvaz is, the Radvaz is Kemat Paisika. Look, his Psokim, I think, are, are somewhat downplayed. 
We have the Radvaz as Parshan of the Rambam and Radvaz as Paisik. Radvaz as Paisik is incredible. And what he does is, with, with a very wonderful, um, I would say, humility, he is able to deal with a lot of tough questions in a very interesting way. And every all of his tzushtel and Ertzimzach. The Tshuvah Sa'alshach, on the other hand, again, I, I'm not that familiar with them, but his parish on Chumash is, is out of this world. That's something the Radvaz, I don't think, was capable of doing. Uh, the Radvaz's, uh, uh, you know, forays into Machshova, whether it's the Mogen David or his beer on mitzvos or other things like that, or are basically very cryptic and, and really not, you know, they don't really meld into each other. His power was in dealing with, with practical halachas. He was a very loved and esteemed uh, Dayan, and it shows his practical knowledge in it. Whereas the Aushach, just as the Arizal said about him, was the ultimate Baudrush. And really, in many ways, uh, he hasn't really been surpassed. I don't think that there, you know, uh, many people, you know, compare the Aushach and the Abarbanel and others. The Aushach is really in a league of his own in terms of the staying power of his parish. There's many, many, uh, you know, part of that Sfas group in Italian, uh, Machabrim, who, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to include the Zerah Shimshin as well, who are really just little curiosity points. The Alshech is still very fundamental and extremely relevant in his parish. So again, I would have to say in the different Tchumim, in the Tchumim of Machshova and Parshanas, the Alshech, the, the Radvaz, doesn't even hold a candle. In terms of influence in Psach Halacha, that would be the Radvaz, but, uh, you know, the Radvaz is not, it, it doesn't have, doesn't even have the Hashivas of the Marik, or, or any of these other later Rishonim in terms yeah, of, really? yeah, people quote the Radvaz, yeah, and Yenna Radvaz, Interessante Radvaz, you can take a look over there. Most people, most people do not see the Radvaz as like a Marik or a Rivosh. They see it as, yeah, Interessante, yeah, it's okay, like a true... Time, okay, you know, we're really getting off topic over here. You, Why? This is a fascinating topic. Keep going. Uh, you like it. You like it. Yeah. You you like, but you, I want to talk about the Alter Reb and the I going. You know what? N- anybody who knows me, and I think you do, know that I don't try to weasel out of anything. I do, uh, again, uh, unless it's something that we know cancel culture uh, will, will, will kick in and destroy us. And uh, I don't want to be motion on, on, on living people. But I don't weasel about this. I'm saying, and, you know. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. It's from Chaim Vital. I'm not, I mean, again, just, again, I, I, I appreciate your, the, I, don't, I, appre- I, don't I appreciate mean, your verve, but, but, but the terms that you're using are completely incorrect. But anyway, so we have Chaim Vital. What's the next one? Ramesha Cordovero. And Ramesha Cordovero. And, and Ramesha Okay, so in terms of uh, of, of of creating um, a, a all overarching uh, structure, it's Avada Ramosha Cordovero, right? It's the Ramak, right? Um, because he really, you know, worked on getting to the essence of what Kabbalah was beforehand, and structuring it and creating a, a method of, 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 of going through it. And as the, even as the Talmudia or others knew, Paradise was, was a starting point. And, and, and his parish on the Zoyar is, is incredible. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the, the Oryokar. These are things that 
that have never been surpassed. That he, in terms of a writer, in terms of, a, of what he was able to be poil, yeah, okay. Rabbi Chaim Vital had incredible access to the Ari and was the 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 shirish of a whole new uh, aspect in Kabbalah that had not been known, which had it for, if from the Ari itself, it, we would never have had anything. Of course, he also was extremely territorial in dismissing uh, anything previous similar to Rabbi Strauss-Rug or Rabbi Strauss-Rug, who was the Rebbe of the Ramami Pano. Now, um, the Ramami Pano uh, uh, was uh, a Paisek, though, in ways that the Ramak wasn't, or the Rabbi Vital. Ramami Pano was an Italian uh, person who synthesized his, 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 his ability to Paskin, which, of course, his Chuvas are quoted constantly, with more cover than the Radvaz. And you know this as well as I do. Uh, the Mogan Avram was a big aficionado of the Ramami Pano, of his Chuvas, plus his Kabbalistic work, like Asara Maimaros. So uh, the Ramami Pano, I believe, was a, uh, a better, more concise writer than the Ramak. The Ramak's farm are an odyssey that takes years and years to go through. Whereas Asara Maimaros or the Svarim of the Rabak are really very well, very well written and, and, and understandable and, and represent a fusion of some of the earlier Kabbalistic works with a whole new angle on Kabbalah that's very subtly different than Rabhaim Vital. Um, and many of his works have, have, have really been the basis, uh, you know, like for, for Biur and Mezveirim. But Rav Chaim Vital is ultimately, if you're coming from a Kabbalistic perspective, the most important of the three, because the the ideas of the Eitzchayim and the Arizal, things that you're you're learning Leshem now, so you understand this. Uh, you're the oh, I know, but that's okay. Okay, but I know that you're learning Leshem, yeah. you know, and, and and other things. So if we'd have to, if 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 we would, if if if, if I was God and one of these neshamas would not be in the world, which person would have affected the world? Uh, the the mo- words, going to like Jimmy Stewart's It's a Wonderful Life or Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life. If you would take one of these people out of existence, which where where would the world have been less? Then it would be Rabhaim Vital. And merely because of the role that he played in giving over the Asidus of the Ari in the way that he did. In terms of the stellar abilities of what they were able to do in the Ulam Halocha, so you would have, you know, and in terms of writing abilities, the Ramak is clearly the 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 one with the big hekif. Ramami Pano is 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 to us really the more most put together of the three. And Rabhaim Vital because of Hashkocha Pratis is really the incredible link that brings the Arizal to the world. If the Arizal is not in the world, then I don't know if we have a world. I don't know if we have a world of Chesidus. I don't know if we have a world of the Balatanya or the Gain. Despite the fact, and now I'm just bringing this back finally. No! The, the, despite no. the fact... It's the Sivas. Okay, this is an interesting one. Um, uh, again, my... Look, I'm an Asivas person. And, uh, and 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 but I will say that the tzayis is the more important sefer. Um, I personally understand the nesivas a lot better. I personally get the nesivas from where he's coming from. Um, my I mentioned my rebbe Rabbi Yankel Yafin used to refer to the he he used to refer to when in shir he would give the uh, he would give the uh, shir kvali and he would say kukarai in the rebbe kukarai in the rebbe. Now he either meant 
the Nitziv in either the in the Chuvas Meshav Dover or in the Hamik Sheila, sometimes in Rumei Soda, or he meant the Nesivas in the Makor Chaim or the Chavastas. I did Ribis, of course, with 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 Rabbi Yankel Yafin and and in the Beis of Kailu, and he would come in and talk about the. Uh, again, he is of course the uh, grandson of uh, the Altar from the Vardik, and he would talk about uh, the. <laughs> he would talk about his rebellion as if they were standing in front of him, and 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 he felt the Nesivas was his Rebbe. Um, I can just say in my in my very um, uh, stunted and frustrated life sometimes, the Nesivas has spoken to me m- more than the Ktsayis has. And uh, I, I usually take his side if there's a Machlekes Ktsayis and Nesivas. But I am actually in, but I am going to respond from my knowledge, which is the Ktsayis is obviously the more impressive uh, person in terms of how, what, what, what changes that he wrought. Um, yeah. Okay. So here, um, here I would have to go with the shach. Um, the Mogan Avram is uh, is extremely important. Uh, but again, you know, let's say the Mogan. You know, there was the Eilish Shabbos before the Mogan Avram, which was a very um, capable work on giving you the giving you the basic beer in the Shulchan Aruch. The Mogan Avram really didn't want to do that type of work. What he wanted to do was really open things up. And in a way, subtly pick away and sometimes really disagree and argue with the Psalkim of the Ramah. Um, unfortunately, again, the work was, was a, of, of a young man. Uh, we know the Mogan Avram was in his 20s, I think, when he wrote the Sefer. Uh, the Shach also was very, very young uh, when he put it together. But the, the, the basic, in other words, like this, Psalkim and Yeridea are built on Shach. Um, whereas the Mogan Avram is like an alternate possibility, and anyone who just anyone who's, who is who is Rogel in the Mishnah Brura already sees. Yes, even the Alter Rebbe agreed that he was very Nichna, but I would say the Shach is also better at explaining the Lom Nishiyusoidus. In other words, in, in the Shach itself, if you learn Yeridea with Shach, you basically become a Lamdin understanding the Shprach. With the Mogan Avram, you really have to invest a lot. He doesn't really uh, articulate Lamdashi Yisoidus. Uh, you have to figure stuff out. Look, the, 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 obviously with the Prima Godim, the Mogan Avram becomes a totally different safer. Um, however, I would say again, it, it's an easy, it's, it's a good question, but Shach is the winner as far as I'm going. Okay, now let's throw a hardball at you. Okay, do you agree? Now, let me, before you ask your next question, do you agree essentially with everything I've said today? More or less. Okay. Uh, more or less, more than less. Go ahead. Marshan and Yeshua's Malko. The Barshan Rav, and you're talking about Rabshi Lakutna? Okay, so look. The... I could not answer that one. I couldn't, a lot of the answers you gave, I wouldn't be able to give any either. But I'm curious if we can answer that one. Look, Brzhana Rav was, uh, in a way, and, and you can see there's a little safer that was printed. I think I might have a copy of it somewhere behind me and, um, of called the Paisik Ador or something. And, and, and the, the sheer number of questions that were launched uh, in the Brzhana's uh, direction indicates that uh, how he lived, I mean, he was Mamish Shakua in answering Shilas. 
and, and dealing with questions all over, especially in areas that we're not so used to, Chayshin Mishpat and other things where he really wrote quite a bit, where other, other Paiskim did right, not. That's a good point. I would like to modify my question. Marsham versus the Rav Shlomo Kluger. Well, one second, hold on. Let me talk about Rav Shila. Okay. But in terms of of of, of blitzachen, there's no question that Reb Shila is has much more blitz ideas, and is 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 the is the brighter of the two. Um, but the Brajaner again, you know, Reb Shila again also he tried. Put this way, the Yeshua's Malka, he tried to write Biurim on, and he did, on, 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 on Shulchan Aruch, and he does a great job, and he actually does a, way, a good way, which the Brajaner, again, you take a look at the Das Taira, the Das Taira is really, it's a curiosity. It really is an unfinished work. I have it, and it's a great, but it's really basically, hey, I wrote on all these uh, questions, let me just take what I wrote here, and put it on to Shulchan Aruch. Whereas Reb Shila really attempted to, to do a, a beer in Chayish and Mishpat. And you can see he maximizes his time. He's not a Meirich, but I think almost every piece is very solid. And I think ultimately, if in terms of brain power, I would say uh, the Reb Shila is, is, is a brighter person. Uh, in terms of, uh, of course, but, but he didn't answer Shilas. Uh, I, 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 from everywhere, but called Mitzayas Atayra. If you're talking about Rav Shlomo Kluger, Rav Shlomo Kluger, this is a whole, this is a very big discussion. Um, there is a famous story from the Beis Halevi that when the Beis Halevi was a young man, uh, he went to visit people to to be macabre from them. You know, obviously, you know, he was sort of like he had royal blood based on Pelosian. We talked about Rav Chaim Pelosianer and. We, we got so off topic, you know, I, I, I called you last night to tell you we're going to talk about this. And now I don't even know what we're going to title this thing now. It's, 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 it's Kivalevich. It's, 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 Kivalevich it's, lightning rounds. <laughs> Kivalevich decides who, who's who. We'll see, we'll, see, I, I, we'll see if all our listeners have a yawn or whatever they decide to, to say about today or people are going to say I'm clueless. Um, but uh, okay, so the Beis Halevi decided he was going to find who was great in his time, and he made a pilgrimage to Broad to pilgrimage again <laughs> uh, with all the Christian aspects to it, which which we're going to throw out. But he he was this pilgrim, as it were, to Broad, and uh, he spoke to Shlomo McCluger. and um, he also went to Zolikiv. To or or to Tarnopol or Zolikiv, I think with the Zolikiv to Zolikiv to visit the uh, Maratzchias, and he said, "There was a zogin is grois is nishda zegrois, and there was a halten is nishgrois is beetzam gur grois." In other words, the one they say is very big is really not so big, but the one that people uh, put down, as we know, uh, the Shaul Meshiv really discounted. Uh, um, everything the Martzchias wrote and said it was all and it's little Ha'arish and it shouldn't even be in the Shas. You know that uh, Rabbi Yosef Shol did not like Rabbi Hershkius. Supposedly, Beis Halevi was extremely impressed when he spoke with him in learning about the, the depth of his knowledge and how he understood things, and it wasn't just uh, some sort of pseudo-Moscow. So in other words, my point, though, however, the Martzchias can make, oh, he's one of my heroes and someone that that I, I spent my youth chewing over his books, sort of like you and Rabbi Yosef Hengel, but, um, 
but uh, sort of in a different way. Uh, Rishoy McClugar was incredibly impressive. I mean, you know, he already, even in his lifetime, look at the amount of stuff that he had, he had written. Uh, he le- leaves over a, a, a Geniza of whatever it was. I think, his, you know, his son's biography, he writes that his father had 148 farms still yet to be printed. The Hanukkah Hatayra, which, of course, is a multi-volume safer on, on, I don't know if it gets into Shmois, but it's already got 12, or 12 volumes, just voracious. Um, the man was incredibly prolific. Does that mean that everything that in there was Tzimzach and was correct? Look, he, he you know, he, he was very repetitive, uh, very, his brain was coughing and was thinking, um, but, um, but, um, you know, I, I don't, I, what I would say is, is that I love the fact that Rebshleim McClugger's out there, but I, I just love it because I'm looking for something veiled. I'm looking for something different. I'm looking to see if there's something that drives what I want. And I have all this farm. I, I, I love going to Rebshleim McClugger. But, um, you know, what's interesting is that the, I've noticed that the Mishnabura always refers to him. And, and our listeners, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're gaining some audience here. Uh, he always refers to Rebshleim McClugger as Haggai and Rebshleim McClugger. He doesn't refer to everybody that way. And, and let's try to go around each other. I'll ask you. Those are two people on you. Who do you No, say? I, I want to hear people. Uh, okay, but these are your men. You, okay, you live with so? these people. Okay, so it's unfair for you to ask me. Oh, everything else up until now... Have I, I been arguing with you? I'm okay. a comment sitting at the feet of the rebel listening to his definitions. Okay, but this is really unfair because you're you league in these people. Look, how many people could connect Martin Luther King to Ritzelik? I mean, you are the uh, you are nobody. Nobody could have done that except you, right? Nobody, nobody could league so much in Ritzelik that you were able to I, I bond, that you were able to bond your your other persona as the the the, the, the most the woke. Uh, Megan on uh, you know on, on, on race you know again Jew, Orthodox Jews against racism and Rivtsodaki nobody could have done that except you you are the Rivtsodaki you are how could I be Poseach Peh about Rivtsodaki in front of you although I, I, I just imagine that dagger dripping with bile you <laughs> <laughs> love to drive into me okay, enjoy yourself it's in my mind it's a very sharp dagger. Uh, well, I, I, my dagger was so much sharper than what you've been saying today. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, I would, I'll admit I'm I'm much more evil than you are. I will admit that when I when I when I go into the depths of my angry psyche, I can draw out uh, a, a, you know a lot more evil than you can. Fine, the base of Okay, no, no, I want to talk about Ritzadik and the Ragachover. Okay, look, uh, you know. Uh, the Ragachover limits his bikini. Let's talk about what, wh- why they're parallel, right? And the, the bikini is off the chart, right? That, that's where they're similar, right? You have Rav Tzodik, whether it's whether it's in Pritzadik or the Oitzer Amelech or other places, where all of a sudden he's connecting Chazalin and Gemaris, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hyperlinks, right? Like, like everywhere. The difference, of course, is the Ragachover just gives you the link. It doesn't even explain what the link is for, and Rabtzadik will actually go into it and, and do it. So their brains were similar in the fact that they were seeing things. But I think the Ragachover put blinders at a certain spot. In other words, there was a certain blockage 
where he did not go further. In other words, it, it had to be Hazal, you know, and that includes the free Safrot, Yosef, the Mechilte, Yerushalmi, including uh, sometimes Medrash, Rav, and stuff like that, but not so much. And Rambam, complete oeuvre of the Rambam and Marinavucha. So that, that's basically, so the Ragachava really had a, had a smaller toolbox to work with in terms of his Ashlaws. Now, in terms of, if we believe, and I think Menachem Kosher and his team did a pretty good job in the Mafanei of Tzunos and others in, 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 in getting what the Ragachava was trying to connect. And, and if those connections are indeed what we think they are, So if we're going to be talking about, um, uh, so, so therefore, the, the limit helps the Ragachava. Now, in terms of the brilliance of the connections, if we are to believe the people who work on the Ragachava, they are more startling and give you a new ha'ara that you would not have seen otherwise. In ways, as, as, as Rav Zevin, one of my heroes, points out, in his Ishim Vishitas, uh, work on the rugged shuffer. It, it's it, 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 you 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 you're nispoil that this hashmo was made. Whereas Rav Tzadok, what he does is he'll take a detail of a chazal that you wouldn't have understood and turn that into the linchpin to some brilliant, overreaching, uh, you know, complete narrative. But it's like a shaggy dog story because it goes back and forth, and like he'll take you into every like let's say it's, it's it, let's say it could even be Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish, one of the great pieces that Rav Tzadok has. He will take every statement that is in there and, and every aramishavart and be able to build some sort of yin and yang from it. That this is connected to one midah, this is connected to a different bechina, and this one might be true. The truth is, he gets so complicated so, because many things that he says are true in this Bechina, but not true in the other Bechina. The Ragichover, because of his decision to just leave certain things out of the picture, is able to really, if, you, if you're willing to invest yourself, to create a clearer uh, perspective of Torah and Mitzvah than Rav Tzadik. Rav Tzadik is definitely a lot more fun in my in my estimation, because I actually like shaggy dog stories. I actually like these long-winded labyrinths where what's going on, it can't be a sound bite. So again, Rapsaduk clearly uh, was able to wrap his lasso around many more things. He's a, his, as you know, when you asked me to speak at Rapsaduk's 100th yard site, where you know uh, we talked about uh, the terrible... Uh, impact that it made on some people's ears, but I mentioned, and I, I agree, and I'll, I'll say it again, Tzadik was a ish shakol boy. I don't know if Rabbi Yosef Rosen really gave a damn about Seder Adairis and history and who was a Talmud of who, you know, it, it didn't really make a difference. Again, it, yeah, that, that really didn't really register by him at all. Uh, he wasn't interested in chronological Yesodis. He wasn't interested uh, in, in creating a mindset of what Kabbalah is all about. If you ask me the question, would Judaism be, this is, a, a, I'll answer you. If, again, we'll go to the George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. If one of these people, Nebuch, is not in the world, which Torah world is less? Answer, Ratzadok. 
If Ratzodok's not here, the Torah world is a lot less. Take the Ragged Shover is a blip. Yeah, it's a it's a great place to venture into. And a person who's a Ragged Shover thinker, Kola Kovid. But if I would if 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 I would be faced with Sophie's choice, one of these people is not going to be part of your of the Jewish world. Which one is it going to be? I would say sorry, Ragged Shover. You you've been you've been kicked off the island. We need Ratzodok more. And because I think Ratzodok's his he, what he does with all those with all those, you know, wild Ksavim, you know, this this old man that they find all these Ksavim somewhere in his apartment and they're all over the place, as Brill has pointed out in his book. Th- that that saving of Ratzodok's literary legacy is much more important than the Ragged Shover's notes, despite Reb Zevin's, I will say that the Ragged Shover was of a, of a brain that, that was of a, uh, of a different type, but we need Reb Zodok more. Do you like that answer? Very good answer. Okay, so I really have to go on a couple minutes, so I want to give you the last word about the Balatania and the, the Ra, and of course, uh, we started with you saying that the Balatania is greater than the Rechaim Velazhin, so um, tell me what you, I told you, I think we would have another Okay, so here's what I would say. Here's what I would say like this. The question is, take the Balatanya out of Chassidus. What happens to Chassidus? Because basically he... Now, the other thing is, and this is what I wanted you to say, because I think your answer is very pat. Oh, there'd be a Velozhin Yeshiva. Uh, like, I think the dynamic would have been interesting. Because Rav Chaim... You know, was, I don't... I, I, does the Rebbe Rebbeim was not really influenced by the Balatanya, was he? Only because they were both great intellectuals, but I don't yeah, think he used whatever, whatever uh, uh, revolution the Baltanya made in Hasidus, a lot of it would have been accomplished by the Rebbe Rebbeim. But it would, but but it would not have been as kabbalistically based. No, would not have been. But and, it would have been a, a, back to more to the. But the question is, what how Hasidus would have fared taking this presence out? But I also believe. And, and the listeners could maybe kick in on this, the ones who know stuff, Micha and everybody else who, who listens to the program. Um, the Gain would have been drawn out a little more. In other words, the, the Chaim, who be, who's the acolyte of the Gain, sittered. Uh, can I go even in? Oh, maybe I'm going to build a yeshiva. The question is, with the, with, with, with the, the Alter Rebbe was, in many ways, an activist, much more than the Gain. But his brains would have, the Goyen would have loved speaking to him. The Goyen would have found a mind that could match his almost, which I don't think he had with Rav Chaim Veloshner. Maybe Rav Chaim would have opposed Napoleon? What, what second? Let me just get, I'll get that point in a second. What I think is, is that he would have drawn the Goyen out, and the idea of the Goyen's Mahalach would have been more klapichutz. It wouldn't have just been, okay, the Talmidim went there in Sisrael, and now we know what the Gain wanted. The Alter Rebbe was an activist. And I think he would have, he would have allowed the Gain to be the public figure, not just the one who was signing on Haramim. And, and therefore, I think there would have been, maybe in Vilna and beyond, a, a, a much more militant sense of the Gain's Mahalach. The second thing is, would the Gain have been a misnaget to the chassidus that was arising had the Balatanya been in his camp. 
with the Balatanya been able to influence him not to put the Haramim down, and if the, if the if you take away the Haramim of the Goyim's name from them, then it loses a lot of its power. But would, would, right, so I think there would have been less of the the hatred. I think there would have been a, a greater understanding. Yeah, I uh, by that's that's your speculation. Uh, Everything is speculation. No, no, but I'm saying the, you're, you're saying you're assuming that Baltania would have taken his warm spot for Hasidus with him to the Gra and not have been converted to the Gra's way of thinking. I, I, I don't think he would have because look, I, I am I am I am buying into uh, I am buying into this idea that. The even before he became a chassid, the Balatanya was sort of mukshar to to people that were mystical, like his father and others, that somehow were a little bit different. They didn't necessarily have to conform, and therefore, if this wild uh, type of religious um, movement would have occurred, I think the Tanya, the the it wouldn't be the Balatanya; it would have been whatever his name of the sefer would be. But 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 the, the Shneir Zalman would have been able to whisper into the Goyin's ear and perhaps tempered the Goyin's understanding. The Goyin felt that they were dealing with a, a shapsei tzvi; they were dealing with a new type of charismatic evil. I think the Balatanya might have, had he been in the Goyin's sviva, he might have been able to change that. And I think you wouldn't necessarily have had that. So I, 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 it is speculation, but I think it's educated speculation as far as that goes. So I guess that about wraps it up over here with our... Um, Napoleon. Okay. So you want to know, would the would there have been... So I actually don't know what the, what the Reb Chaim Belagian held about Napoleon. Was he for or against Napoleon? Okay. So here's an interesting question. Uh, the Goyen, we know, as uh, Solomon Schefter uh, loves to point out, uh, was someone who, as he writes in, in the, the, in the Beer, what he wrote on the side over there in Hilchus uh, Talmud Teira, uh, he was someone who, or, or, or I think he said that I'm from Simcham Shoslover. In Hilchus Talmud Teira, he, we know he hated philosophy, but what he said that from Simchamshus lover was that you'd be chaser in the if you were missing Chachma here. The Chachma you have here at seven times. Yeah. At seven times more. So yeah. let's say the Balatanya and him come together, right? Does he help the Balatanya uh, love Chachma as much? Would the Balatanya have seen by his Rebbe, the Vilnagon, that he was able to be involved in math, he was able to under, you know, get involved in what we would call Chachmas Chitzainus, and be able to synthesize it within, within Torah. I think he probably would have been quite impressed by the Glenn's ability to do that, and he probably would not have had the fear of Chachma in itself. So the idea of, 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 of a community that was now open to education, I don't, L'Chaira, the Palatania would not have become... Uh, this 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 militant against you know and again you think about it it's so counterintuitive here they are under the boot heel of an oppressive regime and saying no we need this to thrive we can't have the openness my heart of hearts tells me that the Goyen would have welcomed a society that allowed Yidin more freedom and, and didn't have to com- contend with the Parits, the, the Cossack, uh, and, 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 and the Pogrom. I, I think that was the Goyen's Natiya. The Goyen wanted to learn. 
And the Gain understood probably that a situation that gives us more freedom, take a look at Eretz Israel today or America, is probably better for the spashness of learning. Would he have been able to influence the Balatani in that way? I don't know. So I would say in his own personality, the Balatanya might have been able to absorb, hey, this isn't so bad, and therefore, maybe it's worthwhile to accept these religious freedoms, because it's definitely going to save us from from having to run away so much, and having to, to, to have our children killed, and, and, and have to deal with all these ter- the terrible acts of what was later known as anti-Semitism. So I would say, if he really becomes a Talmud, that he's not going to uh, fight this incredible fight against uh, Napoleon, and he'd probably agree more with Ramanachem and the Riminever. Do you agree with me? Sounds good. I think so. <laughs> All right. That's it, my friends, for alternate history and Kivalevich's take on these G'dayway Ha'am <laughs> that, listen, as I say, you know, I'm not even my... There's de- more of these. Don't worry. We're only starting with you. Okay, I'm ready, believe me. And you should be ready too, because anybody who lives in the world of learning has to have an opinion. Don't man, don't man be pan be out. Be with everybody. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.